Hello, Ed. How you doing? I am. Oh well, okay. Okay, well, that's uh, you know, tepid, but at least it's yeah. something. I'm yeah. kind of excited to talk later about these uh, movie trailers that came out this week. Right. Yeah. Ah. Uh, nah. I'm. I don't care. I'm excited. I know you have an issue with movie trailers, and we will talk about that. Yes. But this week saw the trailers for a Barbie, for Blue Beetle, for Indiana Jones, for uh, Ahsoka, and for the the Miles Morales uh, Spider Verse uh, sequel cartoon. So that's a lot of uh, a lot of trailers in, that, in one week. That Barbie movie is either gonna be amazing um, or horrible. Yeah, it's there's no way it's just gonna be okay. It is such a big swing, and we will uh, we will discuss Barbie. Um, and Blue Beetle and Indiana Jones and all the others. Uh, I'm excited about um, a lot of those movies slash TV shows that were that were premiered this week, and yeah. we'll discuss why. I'm also going to discuss uh, uh, Star Trek Picard. Yes, and, uh, that I am excited to talk about. That I am less excited to talk about. And we will talk about all of that um, as the program progresses. Um, and other things. But first, uh, I have to admit, I was caught by surprise this week when uh, I glanced at Twitter. I wasn't on Twitter much this week because mm -hmm. it was a mental health week. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, there was these complaints against Bud Light. And I'm thinking, okay, other than the fact that, you know, compared to Canadian beers, it's practically just water. Um, but uh, like, what is the, what is the issue? What is what are right wingers mad at Bud Light for this time? And they did uh, a they did a pride tie-in. Well, they did a yeah they did a, a tie-in with a trans woman uh, influencer, Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah. Um, and they created like a a signature can with right. her on it. It's not available for sale to the public. It's not a general thing that's going on to the public. And <laughs> just the the right went crazy. I don't. Like these people, I don't understand. Why are you so angry about the fact that there are people who are willing to be inclusive of trans people? Like, what what does this take away from your life? What what is the what are the politics of beer? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. What? How is this person who is a trans person who's an influencer who is getting some money for this? How is this? affecting your life and like and, and how is somebody who is choosing to live their life or well, choosing somebody who is trans and has been brave enough to live their authentic life how does this in some way offend or affect your life i don't even get it because they're terrified of difference well that sums it up then now i get it yeah they're terrified of they are they are legit afraid because they've been told to be afraid and this is why fear alone is not enough when it comes to setting policy you can't just go oh it's a sincere fear and take away people's rights i mean the the u.s um the u.s republicans have just so given up on any actual right-wing monetary ideology well, there's, there's no uh, fiscal responsibility or small government concerns. 
there. I mean, well, they, talk about... it's only it's only small government concerns when they can when they can stick it to people who are different. Well, right. It's, it's not small government for the sake of small government. I mean, what's going on in Florida is the biggest of big government. Oh, that's the thing. They they want the government and they have done this. Governments, the right wing governments, they step in and they override what some what, what a doctor says about yeah. their patient. They override the parental rights of how a parent raises their child and, and follows medical advice. Uh, OK, but they're going like, after Disney for opinions. Well, they they've already taken away the you know, they're taking away the rights of women to decide uh, on abortions. OK, um, but we knew that was coming. They've been trying to do that these, for years. These are fundamental ways of the state interfering in what should be personal decisions or medical decisions. Yep. Things the state has no business interfering in, but yep. they're totally fine with this it, with, with the, the government taking saving control. children they don't give a rat's ass no, about children they don't they if you don't care, care about children and you're interested in and you're talking about trans issues then you should care that your resistance or your rejection or your hatred uh and your restrictions of uh, people being able to transition of teens and children being able to get proper medical care is contributing to 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 trans kids committing suicide or okay. living in horrible depression. They don't care about that because they don't care about children. They okay. care about their own little worldview. But Ed, we can't get complacent on this because this is not just the US. There are some troubling signs of late uh, in our own province. You know, in, Can we in, talk in, about in, that now? What? Uh, oh, oh, we will get to that. Yeah. OK. Yeah. yeah like yeah. It, it's it's I was no, like, get to wow, it get to it. Now. I, I actually gave Doug Ford too much credit for something because uh, here at Polyevra, I did not expect to do anything about Trans Day visibility last week. But Doug Ford, I actually thought he'd be a mensch and say something because you you don't have to support a particular policy you don't have to do anything you just have to say trans people belong right that's all you got to do on trans day of visibility nothing nothing and the uh censor um dared to then post something for passover and that made me angry as somebody who can't eat bread this week that made me really angry because well, okay here's the thing in this day and age uh posting something about passover is non-controversial it's not no, gonna it's not, freak though. out the right no well okay that's the problem it's become a right-wing thing and it shouldn't be because how dare he not acknowledge the modern tiny minority that is being picked on because it's a tiny minority for being different and then dare talk about passover because that's the whole point of the holiday okay doug ford is does not have a yiddish account, okay he doesn't understand what passover and the message of passover is all he knows is this is something jews do and it sounds nice to say hello happy passover he doesn't understand the underpinnings of the holiday half the too many jews i know don't understand the underpinning of the holiday certainly but, doug ford doesn't but this idea that jews now vote 
conservative because Israel is a real problem in this country. It's it's an it's an issue. Um, Jews still, as a group, as an ethnic group, still vote primarily liberal and NDP. Yeah, um, just not in Thornhill where I used to live. No, not there. One of the um, craziest MPs out there. It just what? Well, they they had um, um, Peter Kent, who was like the worst news anchor ever. He used to well, he used he to think he was doing Shakespeare's MP. summer stock when he was delivering the news. It was awful. Um, he was and he's one of the a, worst he's a federal MPs MP. ever. He was always on the absolute bottom of getting uh, getting things for his riding. It was all and, and and there there's a serious traffic problem where I used to live. It's been going on for years. It's it's terrible. It used to take me like 25 minutes to get four blocks. The traffic's so bad. But no, he was just a, a stooge for the party and nothing and, and ever now, got done. Now they got a new an MPP there, Melissa Lansman, who is insane. <laughs> like Nuts. She is just nuts. Um I mean, it, and this is fact, not nuts in the technical sense. This is just performative. What is that? She's like rabid. I mean, the fact that she, her hair, she chooses a hairstyle that makes her look like Gumby is a separate thing altogether. And her I guess we have to say, I guess we have to say, in my opinion, and I do not believe she is actually mentally ill. No, you have I don't to believe do that now. I don't. I'm not doing that. Um Remember she, when I got in trouble on another radio station uh, that will not be named because I had an opinion about Stephen Harper that I, I had to say uh, he is acting like a bully, not that he is a bully. Yes, I got in trouble officially for calling Stephen Harper a bully back in the day. Well, you knew who the management supported uh, politically, well, that's, that's for thing, sure. Right. Hey, you, you, you told me that was OK back in the day. When you think about it now, it's like that was nuts that I got ripped for that. Yeah, it was stupid. Um, but uh, yeah, the 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 whole business. I, I I am boggled by why people think why people on the right think that uh, uh, leaving people alone, leaving trans people alone to live their yeah. lives yeah. as dictated by them their conscience, their, their doctor, doctor. Why, why leaving them to do their own thing is somehow offending their the, the lives of people who don't support trans. You don't support trans? Okay, don't transition. But other than that, it's not your freaking business. It's, it's... nobody's freaking business no, other okay. than the person who is transitioning. And if they're under 18, then their parents uh, and their doctor. But it, it's otherwise, it's not your business. Shut up. Okay, but this is how you get people to take leave of their senses and and their uh, their values in in three moves, right? Claim children are being harmed, right? Don't provide any evidence. Say they could be being harmed. If even one is harmed, it's on you. And then slowly pull it, or not so slowly in this case, pull it to it's not just children; it's all people of this group just in case because they're they're deranged they're mentally ill they can't make their own decisions yes because of course anybody who makes a decision that you wouldn't make because their lives are outside of uh outside of the you being able to relate to them because they're their lives not your lives 
Of course, when someone makes a decision that's different, they are deranged. This reminds me of when uh, certain uh, 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 feminist voices would criticize our late night show because well, <laughs> we <laughs> had well we had dancers on there, um, and we had people in the hot women in the hot tub. We never told them what to do. They they were they were performers. They had a good time. Um, well, but... the, the whole point is they were allowed to speak anytime they wanted. And that was something I put in when I came on the show. And I noticed that they never involved me in any in any conversations about what was good for women. No. And, and there you were right on the on the, the cam. On, yeah, know. but I was inconvenient to the narrative. But, you know, the idea is that, um, you know, my understanding of feminism is that you allow women to do what, what they want to do oh, no, as individuals not and not judge them based no, not on anymore. how they dress or the choices they made. No, these 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 extremists were saying, because these women made choices that the extremists wouldn't make, the choices clearly were not their own choices. There were choices made because they were psychologically manipulated. Like, it was crazy. It's like, I thought and you're that's supposed not to even respect their decisions. That's not even in anymore. They've, what, they've what created now? this whole thing called choice feminism that is bad for women. Yes, you heard it. Individual women being able to make their own choices are bad for women. And basically it's because their choices make other women look bad. So there is only ever one good choice for all women everywhere. This is not something men have to contend with. And it isn't something women are supposed to have to contend with. Certainly not from other women. That's it's insane. not true. That is not true historically. It has always been this way. Well, it's insane. And the people it's insane. who police like gender roles and gender stereotypes more than anybody are women. It's it's real. It, it's uh, I'm getting so sick of it. You know, a video game can't come out without somebody telling me I'm some sort of traitor to something. It's ridiculous. And this isn't one group doing it. It's everybody because it's all follow the leader in this turbocharged state we're in right now. So, you know, if it was one group, it'd be okay. That group's bad. But all the political groups are doing it right now. If you don't agree with me, you're a bad person. And it, it just doesn't work that way. They're not willing to be judged by the their own standards when the shoe's on the other foot. And it's just getting so... It, it's getting to the point where it's not about kids. It's not about freedom. And poor trans people, families, okay? Uh, and, and anybody seen somebody go through serious gender dysphoria... It's 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 agonizing, right? It's hard for the individual. It's hard for their families. And people are playing this political game of chicken with it. And everybody's lost the plot. And I, I know people, everybody's scared. Like everybody's scared of something. The thing is some fears are more valid than others. And we can't have that conversation because then you're invalidating me. And it's like, your fear is valid. That's real. Your behavior, your opinions may not be valid. That's how facts work. Oh, no, facts. Facts are, are, are uh, elitist um, 
uh, liberalism is a mental disease, uh, cultural Marxism things. Now, facts, you know, facts are, are they're, they're evil um, because facts get in the way of certain people being able to believe the nonsense that they want to believe. Because wow, people that... don't like to be told that they're wrong. And there's, you know, there's areas where you can't tell somebody they're right or wrong. Um, there's certain opinion areas. But there's other areas where facts just tell you what you are saying is wrong. And people don't right. like to be wrong. So right. they'd rather be right. So they will listen to any idiot yeah. from Google University who tells them that they are right. They will listen to any idiot who is a a person known for spreading hatred and divisiveness, they will listen to any of those people if it makes them feel like they're not stupid or yeah. wrong. Yeah, that's a big issue. That and, and you see where it comes from, right? It didn't come out of nowhere. There, there are logical reasons that people are terrified of being wrong these days, but it's a real problem because if you can't admit you're wrong, you can never improve. Well, the more I understand that for some people raised a certain way or in a certain generation, there has been rapid social change. I get that. And that will lead people to feel uncomfortable, to perhaps not understand the world anymore because it no longer reflects the world they grew up in. They uh, and they people don't like change. I get it's bigger that. than that. It's bigger than that. Now, we, but we that go? part of it, I get. Okay, but there's more to it than that. What is it? Well, it's long. All right, so what is the more to it? Okay, so there's being wrong, right? But then there's this whole thing of being ostracized. This is a tactic various groups use to frighten people because human beings, especially, you know, people, we say teens, but it's really under 30 that we're talking about here. They have an intense need to belong. It it ebbs throughout your life because you either have established friendships and, and communities as you get older or a lot of people just give up. And that's a problem in itself. But people in their teens, in their 20s, so we're talking Gen Z, right, have a legitimate, valid, intense need to belong. And the tactics being used in these political fights threaten that. And so they're incredibly afraid of saying the wrong thing. So they just look for the right thing to say and don't think about whether they agree with it or not. Don't think about whether it's right or wrong. They're just constantly chasing the right thing to say so they don't get booted out of their peer group. There's a flip side to that. The people who don't know what to say, and so they decide they don't care. They're just going to say anything, and they don't care who it makes upset. But that's that's peer group conditioning as well, right? They're part of a peer group where my free speech, I don't care. Facts don't care about your feels. It's all these reinforcing spirals. And I want to be clear, this isn't somebody wanting to be popular. This idea of belonging triggers a survival instinct in people. It's It's very real. This whole thing about because I mean I'm Gen X. Oh, you're Gen X too, aren't you? I am Gen um, X and proud of it. We had this slacker thing, right? Which was kind of BS. Uh, it was sort of performative, but we sort of we were okay with our immediate groups. You know, we had a few friends, and that was enough for us. 
it's not the same anymore because everything is networking. Everything is, can you get me something? Can you get me something? And, and, and that's not selfishness, that's survival. And so this idea that everybody has to like you or else is everywhere. And it's driving a lot of this really ridiculous behavior. People saying and doing things that make no objective sense just because they're trying to survive. And in order for things to calm down, we need to stop that. We need to give people the opportunity to ask questions. Daniel Radcliffe has a fantastic project. Like, hats off to that guy. He actually sat down and talked to a bunch of trans people with the Trevor Project. And he he was willing to be vulnerable. And he's visibly uncomfortable asking certain questions. He's clearly afraid of saying the wrong thing. But he's modeling the behavior of taking the risks so that we can all have better and we can all understand each other better. And I just thought, way to use his profile, right? Daniel Radcliffe, for, for people who don't recognize the name, is the guy who played Harry Potter as a kid. And he now um, does a lot of work for the Trevor Project. Um, I do want to say, referencing back to something you said about Gen mm. X being slackers. Yeah. Um, listen, world, we were slackers, but the world you're living in now all the technological developments, all of the- Yeah, that the, was Gen X. Yeah, all of the modification, the, the great social um, uh, changes, the great, yeah. the great inclusivity, the yeah. willing, the acceptance of, of, of gay people, which was yeah. took huge jumps during, um, during uh, our, you know, during Gen X. The world you're living in, the, the, the good, the bad too, but the good, the things you're living in, the technology that you guys think makes us um, uh, old fogies. We created the damn thing. We we created the good parts of the world that we're in now. Don't call us boomers because we're not freaking boomers. We changed the world for the better. So the whole... you want to call us slackers and say that we're old and out of date? Screw you. Without Gen X, who knows where we'd be? Thank the, you. The whole I have boomer... spoken. Well done. Nice, nice application of a meme. Um, the whole okay boomer thing to me just puts the lie to the the progressive younger generations, right? I mean, this generation is no different than any other generation. There's just different problems facing it. Well, every right? generation for the last number of generations has become more liberal leaning than the generation before it. That yeah. so the fact that that uh, Gen Z is now more liberal than say Gen X. Except, yeah, this is just part of a historical trend. You're not you're not great human beings all of a sudden. Except that's not entirely true. Gen Z is is more small C conservative in certain ways. In that they're more interested in investing and saving. And yes, they they want products. They want brands that, uh, you know, support the things that they do. But in terms of economic uh, political polls, they're 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 more economically right wing than than millennials. You know why that's funny? Because they're the ones who are going on about capitalism is evil, capitalism is evil, capitalism is evil. And yet they they invest 
And you know, it's it's like okay. This, uh, I I have I have a funny story about that when you're done. Hold it for a second. Yeah. It's oh, like it's so I good. was yeah. talking to this band um, uh, on a, in an interview, and yeah. the band was talking about how they are anti-capitalist. And I said, "Do you get paid for performing? Yeah. When you're at your at your uh, performances, do you sell merchandise? Yes. Well, then how the hell are you anti-capitalist? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't I even had know a... what they're talking about." They don't even because we don't have capitalism right now. We have corporatism. Capitalism relies right. on healthy competition. Big corporations have been merging and destroying competition. That is not capitalism. So criticizing the system that we have now where there's mega corporations that have just shut down competition. That is not capitalism. I don't support that either. Capitalism requires proper base of competition which has right. been eradicated now you have a funny story well capitalism is also the belief that work not just property has value and if you are against that when you don't own a home or a business that makes things okay you do you boo right what Funny story now? You've never heard that? You do you, boo? You do you, boo? I've heard that. I don't even, I, I, I don't like it. What does it mean? Well, it's like, you do you. You, you know, you, you do your thing. Good luck to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never really understood it. It, it. It's sort of, it's like the, well, you have a blessed day. You know? Yeah, you have a blessed day. There's no greater way than telling somebody to F-O than telling them to have a blessed I, day. I, I love you. Have a blessed day. That is... Uh, that is so much you can't people can't complain about that, but they are very clearly telling you to F.O. Oh, yeah. So the, the, a bit of news came out that uh, Pedro Pascal, you know, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. Well, he does the voice of the Mandalorian. There are numerous people in the suits. <laughs> yeah. But he made he's on another show called The Last of Us. I think we've talked about it a bit. A bit. I like that show. But he made $600,000 an episode. Um, whereas Bella Ramsey, his co-star in in the show, on, only made $70,000 an episode. Now, Can we point out that this isn't a gender thing? This was her second... Actually, this is her first starring role, and he's had many starring roles. Okay, I think it's more complicated than that. Because um, there are particular things about this show that if you've played the game, you know. And I've got to be really careful about talking about it because I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't. But that clearly indicates who HBO thinks was the draw. Not just the actor, but the character. Because if you're going to throw a ton of money at something, you're going to make it the most important character, right? That they're paying the guy because he's a draw. It's not about the work he does. It's about the value that he brings to the, the project. Right? You following me yeah. so far? Well, yeah. this guy, this guy with capitalism is a cult on Twitter, in his Twitter bio, jumps in when I said, I love Pedro Pascal, but I think we know why this show is so much more expensive than House of the Dragon now. And, you know, I love the guy. I think that's a bit much. But was he the reason a lot of people watched? Well, probably. 
right? And this guy started jumping in and defending him. Turns out the guy defending him did wardrobe on The Last of Us. He's in Los Angeles. The Last of Us was set in Canada. So not only- No, it was shot in Canada. It was, it was set shot in, in the US. So shot in Canada, sorry. It looks so, Boston looks so much like Edmonton. I made a mistake there. But uh, he is an American who did a job that a Canadian could have done, not very labor union, pro-labor union, but also he was defending market forces regarding Pedro Pascal with capitalism as a cult in his Twitter bio. People, this is I... just a... This is I just love a fashionable when stuff like thing. that happens. Yeah, this, this is just a, this is just it's become fashionable to criticize capitalism. Saying. Like these people they don't know what they're talking about. They just know that if you want to be with the cool kids, you say capitalism is bad and capitalism is not bad. Uh it's capitalism needs to actually be implemented. <laughs> like it's well, we don't have capitalism right now. Like you know, it's in the, no the TV industry. No one who believes what? in a what do you free want to press. Say? No one who believes in a free press should be slabbing capitalism. Because no. if you look at the press in communist countries, ay caramba. There isn't there isn't a free press. No, right? course, no, of course not. Um like it it, you, it just yeah, it's If you look it, at the TV industry in Canada, right. um there used to be a number of companies you could you could knock on their door with a potential project right. and they would consider it and they could you know they were they could advance the project and get it on television if it right. was something that that they 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 got behind um mm -hmm. it, there are now three doors in canada three doors that you can knock on for all the tv channels that exist you got your chorus you got your bell and nominally you got your rogers rogers doesn't produce a lot of uh, original yeah content. i mean uh, ho but hopefully the streaming services will now start taking anything from uh, from anyone but a literary agent in canada well, that's the Who thing knows? netflix canada Ooh, netflix canada these people um when um i contacted them uh they said we uh, we love your work but we only yep. take pictures from people we have worked with before or licensed literary agents. And Meanwhile, it's like, okay, yeah. you're, okay, you're new in Canada. Who the hell have you worked with before exactly? Meanwhile, they invoked you in Stranger Things marketing. Well, so you were working, worth enough to, to, to shill their stuff, not enough to put on their service. Well, what Leanna's referring to is there was a Canadian Thanksgiving greeting uh, made by uh, some cast members from Stranger Things. And... Netflix wrote the bit uh, referencing me as being, uh, you know, peak Canadian, um, uh -huh. had the the cast discussing me, um, then contacted me yeah. and said if I would shoot a little bit responding to that for their promo. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. said, sure. And then I said, by the way, who might I talk to there about, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some TV series? Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we'll look into it for you. Uh -huh. and then, uh, And then... A little while later, I get this generic response uh, that was the same as the first response, saying that uh, we only deal with people who we've dealt with before or are licensed literary agents. Like, you saw value in me enough uh -huh. to, to put me in your promo without even asking me first. Um, but when I ask, uh, you know, hey, I've done something for you. Can you tell me who to talk to here? You give me this bull crap uh, generic Canada. thing. 
That's so, Canada. But the point is, there are no, the, you, it is very difficult to get anything done made in Canada in TV anymore because there are three doors. And at those doors, they have, there are three people in charge of, uh, in charge of giving a green light. Um, mm -hmm. that, and, and, it is, and then you got 10 million people coming to the three doors because there's only three doors. Um, well, and then there's government funding who uses people in the industry as a jury. So you have one person who doesn't like you on one of those juries. Forget it. You're done. And invariably, if you have any track record in, in, in production, oh, someone is going to dislike you. There was somebody on the board of an American company uh, on the board of a Canadian thing. I think the guy's Canadian, but the minute I saw his name on it, I said, I am not getting funding because I've been critical of their organization and I didn't expect them to be grownups. But remember, the conflict of interest there was just, but remember, conflict of interest, every every Canadian jury I've been on has some conflict of interest. Remember the jury you were on for, um, was it, I forget what it was, but it was some kind of comedy performer do I not, award. Do I not say the name? Um, what's that? Uh, it wasn't a comedy awards. It was the Gemini's. It was the Gemini's, but it was for yeah. a comedy award. It right? was for the comedy category. Yeah. And the agent of one of the people nominated was part of the jury. Yeah. Well, we didn't we didn't know at first. We knew he was an agent, but we didn't know he was representing people nominated until we started watching the screener tapes. And you could tell which ones were his clients because suddenly he'd come alive and go, oh yeah, great talent, great talent, very, very solid. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, like what kind of... And then there's the uh, Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame, which can uh, kneel down and kiss my derriere. <laughs> That's all I'm saying about that. All right, so let's move away from the life or death serious stuff. And I, didn't, talk... I didn't expect so much tea to get spilled in that, that last segment. Um, let's talk about, well, it's the thing while they listen to us. You never know what's going to happen because neither do we. Because um, we're just too honest for this industry. We yeah, no don't kidding. know when to play the game. <laughs> so we're, um, so uh, trailers that released this week, a bumper crop, a plethora, if I could quote uh, Three Amigos, of, uh, of uh, trailers. You got your Barbie, you got Blue Beetle, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, um, Miles Morales, Spider-Verse, and... Uh, Ahsoka, um, why don't we go through them one by one? Now, first, okay, first, I'm going to allow you a moment to register your problem with trailers. Okay, okay, the D&D &D movie, okay? Appa the Dungeons & Dragons movie. Apparently, it's great. Every other tabletop RPG player I know has said it's great. The trailers made it look terrible. Awful. Like, so bad Awful. even though i trust these people's opinions i can't i'm not gonna pay money for it i'm gonna wait until it comes out on on demand the trailers were that bad the trailer misled me but trailers also mislead me making something seem good when it ends up very much not good because all the good parts are in the trailer that's right that's yeah now barbie um, it appears to be some kind of satirical love letter send up of 
the Barbie uh, character and the Barbie world and so on. It appears to be comedic, but from the two trailers that have been released, including this week, I still have no idea what this movie is about. It's a ton of gay camp. Well, I, I, I mean, why does Ken have blonde hair? Ken always was a brunette. Gay camp. See, this is, why are people not complaining? Why are people not saying that, uh, and Ryan Gosling, who plays, uh, is it Ryan Gosling? Anyway, that guy, no, I'm, Ryan. Not, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. We are uh, in the age of Aquarius of gay camp, and I am here for it, even though it's not my I'm thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but why, if Ryan Gosling, and if he's the guy playing Ken, some Ryan guy, has brown hair in real life, why would you make his hair blonde when he's Ken, the, the, why is nobody demanding there be some verisimilitude between the toy and the character? I don't know. That's but, true. They flipped out. When, well, it's a completely different audience, right? Because they flipped out when Lucifer didn't have blonde hair on the TV show, didn't they? Yeah, but um, I'm not saying that I, I, I am completely on the fact. I have no idea what Barbie is going to be as far as what's the story, what's the direction. I, it, it is they have teased and it looks somewhat interesting, but um, I don't know. I don't know. It, um, it is. I, I really, I mean, every gay guy friend of mine is stoked for the Barbie movie. All like, right. so stoked. And it's like, great, you know. That's fine. It doesn't have to be for me. Um, right. But, you know, it just shows that when they make a movie with, let's face it, they're the, they're the ones that are going to be the primary audience for this. But they they put they make it smart even when it's stupid right they make gem and the holograms thinking that's a movie for girls and it's a pile of junk because they don't care well they didn't do they didn't follow it right okay so because we had a limited time blue beetle um the dc Looks superhero good, third generation knows? of the character blue beetle that started okay. back in the 40s um we wow. should let people know who blue beetle is because a lot of people don't know Blue so Beetle is a superhero in the DC universe. That's all you need to know. Oh, no, 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 no. There's more to it than that because this is not the original Blue Beetle. This is, uh, his name's Jaime Reyes, right? He's not even this. The original Blue Beetle was Ted Garrett. Right. Second Blue Beetle or was uh, Dan Garrett. Dan Second Garrett, Blue Beetle Ted was Cord. Ted Cord. Right. Um, who was Jaime Blue Reyes. Beetle for a long time and very popular. And right. then Jaime Reyes, who was right. a very different Blue Beetle because the previous yeah. ones were just costume uh, adventurers. Yeah. Blue Beetle well, no, is... Ted Cord. Ted Cord had a lot of technology. But... Well, yeah, but but he was still a guy in a, in a leotard. Whereas this, the, imagine, the new Blue Beetle, yeah, is... imagine if Miles Morales Spider Man had Batman's tech. It's an alien tech, and yeah, the... but it, it works like Batman's tech. He's he's high tech, so that that's basically well. The he's character. the thing is that judging by the, the the trailer, he doesn't really control the tech at first. The tech takes over his body. Um, it just looks great. It's got great. it looks it's got action. It's got uh, family. It's got comedy. Uh, uh, Jolo Meriduena, if that's how you pronounce his name, from uh, Zolo. Zolo. Zolo from, Meriduena. Uh, the He's, last syllable is Nya. I asked my yeah, friend in Mexico. Meriduena. Uh, yeah. Looks great in the role. Um, I'm so stoked for a Blue Beetle. It looks yeah. so good yeah. as bad as shazam 2 looked to me blue beetle looks amazing okay you we agree or disagree seen, we didn't see shazam some people who saw it said it actually it actually is enjoyable well i said but, as, i said as shazam 2 looked to me okay but again it's dc we must set expectations 
But every now and again, a DC movie comes out that's really good. Okay, but it's DC. We must set expectations. Well, I'm looking forward. To I Blue was Beetle. really looking forward. It's to not Black really Adam. tied to the DC universe, and the, the best movies DC's had are the ones that don't overly leverage the the connection. Okay, um, but they can they can still overthink it. Um, next uh, trailer: Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, did you see this most recent trailer? I saw it again. I have trailer fatigue. And so I just can't get hyped, especially after that last Indiana Jones movie. Well, I think that everyone who made the last Indiana Jones movie, including Steven Spielberg, have said it wasn't a good movie. And they've had 16 years to learn from that. So I'm convinced they're not going to uh, they're not going to make the same mistakes. I like that they're leaning into the fact that the man is old um, and that he's I mean, he's retired uh, from uh, teaching. He's no longer globe trotting. He's 70 years old in this, even though even Harrison Ford's 80, but the character's 70 years old. Um, feels Which like the world ba- is back then would have been very old. Oh, yeah. You, your bones would be breaking from, from sneezing. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, that series started in, did it start in the 30s or did it start in the 40s? The uh, 40s. I believe. Yeah, okay. No, it might, have been, it might have been 36. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. He's. The character feels like the world has passed him by. It's set in the 60s during the the space age when everybody's excited about space. Um, But it looks looks like it's dealing honestly with him being older, but it looks like it is designed to be a faithful send-off to the franchise. Not something that is going to continue the franchise or leave the door open. Something that is saying, you know, putting a bow on it. And I'm really looking Mm -hmm. forward to that. Um... And did you see the Ahsoka trailer? I did. Um, Ahsoka, for those who don't know, is a Star Wars character who was in, uh, was it the Clone Wars uh, cartoon? Clone Wars cartoon, yeah. Um, Well, she was in um, uh, season two of The Mandalorian, the orange lady played by Rosario Dawson. Yeah, with the the sort of ponytails of of head. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. um, Head. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. That's a good um, See, there's, there's Star Wars for nerds, and then there's Star Wars for normies, and they are two different words. Yes. The worlds, so, yeah. Um, it looked, to me, really good. It looked, uh, it looked really... I mean, I think what's interesting, and people will complain about this, you know, idiots, is that it seems heavily to be a uh, cast of uh, female uh, protagonists. No, no, so they don't have a problem will complain. with that. What's they, that? Don't, they, they won't have a problem with that because it's Clone Wars characters. Are all, all the rules have changed. Wait, the 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 um Jedi type character and the she's pilot type Sabine, character. That's Sabine all Wren. Clone Wars? That's Sabine Wren. Yeah, that she's from Rebels. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the danger hair character. She's from she's from Rebels. Uh, Thrawn, the reason everybody's freaking out about the Heir of the Empire reference is because that's an inside reference. Thrawn, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn, yeah. Um, who's sort of in the in the Star Wars books after yes. Return of the Jedi, uh, basically inherited the position of the Darth Vader character right. as the leader of uh, the remnants of, uh, of the Empire, trying right. to bring the Empire back. And he's got blue skin, I think, and white hair. Um, well, we haven't, we haven't seen what he got. You just saw him from behind. Yeah. In this, assuming looked... that's actually him. It's a big guess. It was a reference. Oh, it was him. very clearly him. He had the white uh, yeah. uh, outfit, which is Thrawn. Um, 
but it, I, I'm, you know, I'm, ex- I'm tentatively excited for it. I've enjoyed the majority of the Star Disney Star Wars stuff. Andor, I'm still not past episode five, and don't know I ever will. Star you, Wars it, hardcores are ruining it for me. People love the damn Andor, and it's like you had five hours of my time to make me yeah. interested. In five hours, if you can't make me interested, I don't care how fantastic hour six forward is. You wasted five hours of my time on nonsense. Um, well, but, but they uh, don't think it's nonsense. It's grounded Star Wars. That's what they want. No, I want Lizzo playing Space Queen of Hearts. Thanks and very that was much. The, the, the best Mandalorian episode was the one this week with Lizzo the, and the Jack first Black. One, the first one back was okay. Yeah, but this one I enjoyed the most. Uh, because it was a return to formula. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was the gunslinger formula, but yeah. also incorporated the whole idea of the, the PI police uh, procedural. Uh, it was very well done. Well, it, it went back well to done. Din's fear of droids as well. Uh, and, did a and, great callback to we don't serve droids. And, oh yeah, to the original Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and Din Djarin in this one wasn't, the supporting Useless. supporting character yeah. in his own series, he yeah. actually knew things and yeah. actually had a leadership position and and wasn't um, uh, eclipsed by Bo-Katan, who Leanna and I both disliked for very different reasons. Very different reasons. I but we both just, dislike her. Okay, but there's a thing of, you don't know the Clone Wars lore. I do. So she's a completely different character to us. And I don't like this. People shouldn't have to watch... There are so many episodes of Clone Wars. It went on for so long. And you, like, there's a whole backstory with that character that I don't, I, she was a terrorist. I don't get this. Like, oh, she was redeemed. She chose violence. Why are we doing this? You know? I don't know. All I know is that uh, this was a good episode, but they've only got two episodes left. And I that's not enough either. really to redeem this season. And Grogu has been pushed solely in the background for l- cute little vignettes, but he hasn't really um, been okay. uh, an active I, player in the stories. And I, I don't like have that. A way, I have a way to save this season. All right, what is it? This right? will be our last okay. comment, okay? okay? Go on. One, Moff Gideon is still out there, right? Giancarlo Esposito's character. We know yeah. he's coming back, right? Yeah. Bo-Katan is not the strongest leader. So what if she like heel turns? Because she's seeming kind of crazy and obsessed, right? So what if she she heel turns and there's a reminiscence of the Obi-Wan Anakin Skywalker fight and he cuts off her legs? That'd be an awesome finale. <laughs> you get the Darksaber back so Moff Gideon doesn't get it. Oh, what the hell? Come on, that'll be awesome. Her legs. That's what happened in episode three. <laughs> All right, it happened. To and Anakin. then she comes back with bionic legs, and uh, like she's all her because dig- she has digital hair. I mean, I, I can never oppose. I can never oppose bionic legs. All right, right we gotta go. Right. Uh, listen to Leanna on it's not therapy. Practical solutions for day to day challenges. Um, and yeah, we got it's a workshop available- coming up at the end of the month if you want to sign up for it. NotTherapyShow.com. Say that again. We got a workshop coming up at the end of the month about beating yourself up less, like not beating yourself up. April 29th, 1 p.m. Eastern. It's online. You can go to nottherapyshow.com for tickets. They're only 10 bucks. All right. Um, And uh, news nobody needs. 
uh, that Dan, Tarzan and Dan and I do when we have the time. Um, and that's it. Leanna, do your thing. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>